Welcome to Wizard Studies. I'm Audrey. And I'm Katie. And I didn't think about what I was going to say for the intro, <laughs> but this is a special live intro um, to our bonus episode. You probably have figured out it's the bonus episode by now because you got it randomly and not every other Tuesday. <laughs> yep. So this is going to be the episode where we answer all of the questions that we got sent and um all the people that sent us questions for it to enter our giveaway yes and we will also be drawing the winner of the giveaway live momentarily like now <laughs> yes i feel really lost without a doc to be working i from know here. i know like normally we go to announcements patron shout out but like i guess we're yeah. not doing that yeah there's no um like set in stone outline but let's get to the winner so i like i said i have a number picked already but i don't have the list of people so audrey are okay. you ready for the number i have the list of people up okay in very true harry potter fashion the number we got was seven. Oh my god did you rig it <laughs> no i swear i didn't rig it i swear that's what i got Okay. Well, Who's the winner. Who's number seven? Who's number, number seven? seven. Uh, damn. They, I don't. They don't have like a name. It's just their Instagram. Name. <laughs> That's okay. It is Ravenclaw underscore notes. So, woo, woo, woo. rah rah Ravenclaw. Um, yeah. best house. Mm, I don't, I don't think they're I here right now. <laughs> but we will be in touch with Ravenclaw underscore notes. You have a cool instagram handle and you are the lucky winner of oh i brought i should have done this beforehand because you're not on this live so you can't see what you want but i'll show everybody else what you want <laughs> this beautiful puzzle oh that was sideways Ugh, this I'm beautiful so puzzle i didn't do it you can tell there's still plastic on it um <laughs> i almost did it multiple times because I bought it a long time ago and had plenty of time to do the puzzle. And then some cool stickers. This one says it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Um, some buttons. A wizard studies sticker, which... Those are a hot commodity. How many of those exist in the world? I have like ten of them. Katie designed them. Here's a wizard studies sticker. Thing of beauty. Yeah. It's the perfect size. Perfect color palette. Uh. I thank you. I worked hard on it. Just kidding. I really didn't work that hard on it. It was pretty simple. If you did not win tonight and you want a Wizard Study sticker, most of you in here know us, so you could maybe just get one. But you could also become a patron. <laughs> oh, yes, Leia has a sticker on her laptop. Me too, Leia. One of, I was going to say, one of them is on my laptop Wait, as I'm, well. Wait, can I show you? I, don't... I mean, yeah, you can. There it is. Right next to my Kristen Press sticker. <laughs> uh, shout out to women's soccer. <laughs> shout out to women's soccer. Shout out to women's soccer. And the fact that... Fact check me on this if if I need to be fact checked. But didn't Kristen Press and Tobin Heath's jersey like outsell? Like their Manchester jersey like outsell the, the sales of like any ones. men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, this is a Harry Potter podcast. (laughs) I forgot that all of this is going to be, like, in the episode right now. I'm, like, showing people things on the camera. (laughs) We can edit some stuff out. Um, So, anyway, congratulations to Ravenclaw Notes on your win of our giveaway. Um, You did ask us a question, and so we'll get to that later in the episode. Yep. But we do have a couple questions picked out to answer right now. And if people on the live want to answer it as well, I think that would be super fun. Yeah. Um, Should we just go in the order they're here? Sure. Oh, this first one. (laughs) First question coming from Morgan. Um, (laughs) Why was it so easy for a 12-year-old to find the Chamber of Secrets and Dumbledore couldn't? (laughs) Okay, so I feel like this is a common... Maybe not common, but I feel like this is a thing that gets talked about within the Harry Potter fandom as, like, a plot hole or, like, a plot convenience. And I think the one answer I've seen the most is that Harry was a parcel tongue. Yeah. Or parcel Parcel mouth. mouth. Sorry. I can never get those straight. Do you host Um, a podcast? I know. Obviously, it doesn't sound like it. Um, (laughs) So, like, I think that was kind of, like, the thing that pushed him over the edge I know that that didn't really help him like find it per se because he had it narrowed down to that bathroom but even if Dumbledore Mm. could find it kind of would he even be able to open it I don't know like I mean he would need a parcel mouth or slash somebody Mm -hmm. who could speak parcel tongue to actually open it but yeah yeah see that's the boring answer yeah sorry (laughs) my answer is that Dumbledore didn't know where any of the bathrooms were in Hogwarts, <laughs> as evidenced by him needing the room of requirement to be a bathroom. That's true. So that's, that's true. why he never found it, because he didn't know to look at the bathroom, because he didn't know it was there. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I could buy that. I could be convinced. But your I answer know- is probably right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it's just, like, one of those things, this is even more boring of an answer, but I feel like it's just one of those things that had to happen for, like, the plot of the book to happen, you know? Do you think that the chamber was something that Dumbledore didn't really believe in? You know, how it's, like, kind of legend? Because, like, I think that would be interesting because he does believe in, like, this totally other kind of legendy thing that's the Deathly Hallows. yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would be interesting to think about. But I also feel like Dumbledore is not skeptical about many things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he would be skeptical about this, especially yeah. when stuff like starts to happen. Like maybe if the Chamber of Secrets was never opened and it was just kind of this like mystery legend around the castle, I could like see him not believing it. But because it's been opened twice and he's been there both times, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, Okay. the next question, yeah, the next question is from Justine, and it is, do you really think they're going to reshoot the movies or make a series? You skipped one, but we can do this one next. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I scrolled down too far. My apologies. (laughs) Um, But yes, do I think that they're going to reshoot, reshoot the movies or make a series? I think that they will, because I think that they... They being Universal, Warner Warner Brothers, people with money. I think that they want to make more money. Do I think that they should? Not necessarily. 
Yeah, I definitely, I think that they're going to be redone. And if I had to wager a guess on movies versus series, I think I would place my bet on series. Mm -hmm. I do think that recreating the Harry Potter seven books is better, in my opinion, than them coming up with new stories because I don't think they've been super successful at that i.e. Cursed Child and Fantastic Beasts, I think that they're going to stop because I don't think either of those things panned out the way that anybody mm-hmm. wanted them to. So I think it's safer for them to just remake the original series. Yeah, I think that's why I said, do I think they should? Um, Leia is saying in the, in the live, I would love to see a Marauder's prequel. And that's something that I would also love to see. I'd love to see a Founder's prequel. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that they're going to get done in the way that I want them to get done like Katie was saying that I think the safer thing for them to do would just be a series that's really in depth um yes Becca do not give any more money that's the other thing that's why I said the people who who take the money um Becca said don't give any more money to she who must not be named um I think that the I don't know what I was saying oh I think that they'll if they want it to be successful, they'll do the books and they'll do them better than they did the books with the movies. Yeah. Um, because I think that they know that like they didn't do a great job with the movies. Yeah, it'll also be interesting to see when the timeline is for that. Like, is it going to be like within the next 10 years and it kind of be like a like close in time remake or are they going to wait like 40 50 years and have it be kind of like like they're 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 remaking Hocus Pocus or they're doing a sequel for Hocus Pocus Mm. and that's like been 30 years almost Mm. since that came out sorry Becca I'm showing how old you are um but you know like kind of when are they going to do that are they going to try and still capitalize on the people who have been fans since they since the first movies or do you think they're going to capitalize oh, on kind of getting a new, a new fan generation base and yeah. trying to get a new gen new generation into harry potter that'll be interesting to me i don't know i, I see them doing it kind of soon just because i feel like it's like there's so much possibility for money there um, yeah i mean there is but i think no you doubt. make a good point in that like it might be more successful if they wait and then these kids that have grown up watching the books and, like, or <laughs> reading the books and watching the movies, kind of, like, them just existing, it would be, like, a fun, shiny new thing for those kids. Yeah. Um, it's, like, do they want kids to be exposed to the new Harry Potter before the old Harry Potter? You know, like, capitalize on that yeah. generation of kind of, like, forgetting about the original movies, which obviously yeah, 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 I don't yeah. think will ever happen. But it'll be interesting and yes, if they do remake them, they need to add peeves. <laughs> um, they have the they have the technology to do it now, so there's no excuses. There's no excuse, and I no think excuse. that is like the one final thing I'll say about potential series, potential reboot, is that I if I if it gets done, I want it to get done well. I want basically everything that's in the books to be in it, and yeah. like to be honest, what my dream would be is like. If they just took, like, a bunch of fans and were, like, you now have the rights, you can write this, like, maybe they, like, produce it and everything, but, like, if it was totally taken away from you-know-who, obviously none of this can feasibly be done, but say if, like, I don't know, something like MuggleNet or, like, 
a collection mm-hmm. of like Harry Potter podcasters or like like people who are like active in this community um like had the money to make a good show I feel like that is the best it could be yeah like when Leia brought up the Marauders thing it's like I would love to see a fan-made production I think there's already one about the fan the founders I haven't seen it but those are like no offense to the people who make those that is like amazing but like their budgets just aren't the greatest Mm -hmm. the biggest for those productions um and not saying that they're not good or not well done at all but just kind of having a fan-made story with a large budget would obviously be like the dream yeah for sure which is like sorry I know that we said that we're gonna wrap this up but Star Wars has like kind of done that um because George Lucas doesn't own the rights anymore and I feel like the people who do own it and the people especially involved in the Mandalorian specifically are like all really big fans of Star Mm -hmm. Wars um and I know that there's like there's literally a job at Lucasfilm slash Disney where it's just like one person's job to like keep the canon like be in charge of deciding what's canon and what's not canon and like giving that job to like a harry potter fan would be amazing i would i would love that sign me up i would nominate the guy from oh the guy from um, my butterbeer yeah but is his name michael michael yeah shout out fellow north carolinian yeah i've actually never seen a very potter musical i feel like i should wait. wait you haven't no oh that's weird. I watched it like semi recently, like no, a year I've or two, two years ago maybe. But it's very good. So yeah, that that but with way more money, Leia. <laughs> so it's not like on YouTube. <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on. Right. Yeah. Let's go back. Um. So Sorry. this question is from Peyton, and it is: If you could pick one character that died to bring back, who would it be? I mean, I think, like, this one I'm pretty sure we've answered before. I feel like this was probably on our death episode. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have to go with Fred. Um, I feel like he's always been my answer to this question, and I don't know if he's, like, the best answer, but he's my answer. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember what I've answered in the past. <laughs> I think... I have to pick... It comes down to two. I'll give an answer, and then I'll give you what my secondary answer was. My answer is Colin Creevy. Um, mm, I was going to say, I feel like that so might have been your young. answer. I think it might have been. He was just so young, and... Yeah. Obviously, he, like, knew what he was doing. He was old enough to, like, go into that. Like, he wasn't of age, but he was old enough to go into that and make that decision. But yeah, it's heartbreaking. And I think he was someone who had, like, so much life and, like happiness in him that it's like really sad to see like that he lost like that that life was lost yeah Um, I think also something like his parents are both muggles right yeah he's muggle so I feel like that makes it a little bit more devastating too because I don't think that they could have fully grasped like what was happening Mm -hmm. in the wizarding world and like kind of why he died um you know I feel like that makes it really sad too and then my secondary answer is just, like, not because of the character, really. It's Cedric, and it's not because I, like, particularly love Cedric, but I think in a similar way, um, like, Cedric didn't, like, knowingly go into battle, 
I mean, Colin did, but, like, the fact that he was so innocent and, like, that's, that's the whole, like, remember Cedric Diggory's speech, right? Like, the, like, remember a boy who is, like, good and kind and all of those things and died just because he got in the way. And I think it's because of, like, the way he died that, like, I would choose to bring him back. He's also a really good answer, obviously. Yeah. We We love Cedric. (laughs) And he would never become a Death Eater. Just putting that out there. (laughs) All right. So we're going to answer... We're going to answer one more on the live. And I think this is one of my favorite ones that we got. One of my favorite questions. Yes. From when Alex. Alex sent this, I like responded, yes. Like, <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw that. Um, okay. So the question is from Alex, like Audrey mentioned. Um, and it is, what is your, what has been your favorite episode topic to research slash talk about? Okay. I also have a lot of answers for this one. Yeah. I think that. I don't I've I don't have an answer for what my favorite to research is like to be honest I don't know I feel like research is definitely like the mood you're in the amount of time you have for it um but talking like recording let's say if I narrow down to character episodes because I feel like those are the most like the easiest to like judge against each other I think my top two maybe two I think I had a lot of fun with the Lavender Brown episode. Um, I think we kind of went off the rails in that, but it was a good time. (laughs) And I also think one that maybe inspired a lot of really interesting conversation um, about a character we don't know a ton about was the Kingsley episode. Mm. And it, like, made me, like, get this new love for Kingsley. Yeah. Okay, I think my favorite ones to research were honestly the house episodes. I love doing those episodes. Those Um, ones are so fun. I wish we had more we could do. (laughs) I know. And then, like, we, at the beginning, we tried to kind of, like, separate, like, not do them back to back to back to back because we wanted them to last long. And (laughs) we did did not do a great job. Yeah. Um, But those were so fun. And I think specifically the Gryffindor episode I think just because it was one of the first ones that we did and there was so much information about like Mm. Celestina Warbeck that I just like stumbled (laughs) upon um like I don't know and like that kind of like bred my love for Celestina Warbeck like I don't know I I think she's so cool and like the merch for her I think is really cool too um but anyways I loved the house episodes. I've also been really enjoying the movie episodes. I Audrey, before we started recording, she was like, I do not like the movie no, episodes. Okay, let me clarify. I actually, that's a good answer for research because, like, research, you just get to watch the movie and read the book. Oh, that's and I think true, that's yeah. like, that's just like a good way to like get me to do my like rereads and rewatches. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's fun to watch the movie, like, and be taking notes the whole time. The one reason I don't really like recording them is because they go so long. Yeah, they And it's are always, long. like, and because it's so unorganized with the fact that, like, we just read our notes. It, yeah. Like, that we made separately. It can get kind of chaotic, and I like organization. <laughs> yeah, I think the movie episodes just provide me with this outlet to kind of, like, say a bunch of things that yeah. I think about the Harry Potter series. But, like couldn't really fit in any other episode mm-hmm. you know and I feel like I don't know I just think they're really fun I think that getting to more like the ones my favorite maybe character ones I this isn't even really a character one I loved the house elf episode I think that one was so fun I think it inspired like 
great debates within within that episode i think i love doing that one and then i also really liked the slughorn and wormtail episodes just because Mm. they are more complicated like more nuanced characters and i had like really been looking forward to doing wormtail i think for a while at that point um I know I just think that they both ended up being like pretty good it's always a nice um episode when we have something to debate because when we're just like spewing facts it's not as fun for I think Mm -hmm. probably either of us and probably not as fun for you guys either because that's all (laughs) stuff that you can like read on your own time you know if you really wanted to but the like episodes that I find the most fun and I think become the most interesting are the ones that we have like more nuanced debate with or we maybe not argue but like we go back and forth about things they're just like more broader topics to talk about um than just the character that we're talking about in that episode you know yeah I think three really good character episodes that we've really good I'm like putting air quotes around that but like (laughs) ones that kind of I feel like embody that a little bit that we've done actually recently I think we had a good good little run with character episodes maybe even four like Bellatrix, Wormtail, Mm. Percy, and Hermione, I feel like we're all, like, kind of juicy characters to dive into. Yeah, Um, I would agree. And I will just say, I don't know how neither of us said this, but I just remembered that my favorite one to record was obviously the one that we recorded when we were in the same place. When you started that sentence, I was like, I know she's going to go with the one that we actually were in. I know. When I saw that, like, because everybody on, like, that we follow from the Wizards Days Instagram was, like, posting all these memories from LeakyCon last year. And I was like, oh, my God, stop. Because not only, like, do I wish that I could be back at LeakyCon or just back at a LeakyCon. It's, like, that means that it's been a year since we've seen each other in person. Mm, I know. And it's been the only time that we've seen each other in person in the United States of America. Honestly, how are we still friends? <laughs> I don't know. There, I don't know about that. But <sighs> I think that's all we're going to do on the live today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Got a little peek behind the scenes before we got to edit some stuff out. Um, yeah. So you might want to listen to the episode and see what we cut out between now and then. It'll be fun, kind of fun. Yeah. Thank you all for joining. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right. (laughs) So we are no longer live. Yes. I feel much more comfortable. (laughs) Just talking to to me. Well, I just felt like normally I don't pay attention to how I look when I record. Slash, I'm not as worried about what I'm saying. Not that I'm not worried about what I'm saying. But, like, we can always edit something out if something happens. But I didn't want to do that on live, you know? So. Yeah. Back yeah. to normal. I got you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, thank you to everyone who joined our live. Yes. Um, now, I guess we're just going to pick back up with the rest of the questions. Yep. We've got, like, we got 16 more questions here. Yeah. So. Thank you again. I don't know if I said that, but thank you to everyone who sent in questions, yes, too. Yes, re- we really appreciate it. This episode would... And left reviews and entered our yeah, giveaway. And... this episode would li- literally be nothing without y'all, so... All right. Next question comes from Sloppy Sorting Hat on Instagram. Who is your favorite Weasley? Okay, so Ginny is one of my favorite characters, so... 
Ginny Mm -hmm. would be one of my favorite Weasleys, but I feel like because she's one of my favorite characters, like, she doesn't fall into the category of, like, favorite Weasley, if that makes sense. It's like you have your favorite female character, your favorite male character, like, your favorite professor, your favorite Weasley, your favorite Griffin, you know. So because Ginny falls into, like, my favorite character, if I'm going more specifically Weasley, I think, like, Fred and George are my favorite Weasleys. But Fred or George? George. Because he lives. No, because George is, like, the quieter, the kinder kinder one, one, the more sensitive. Okay. Um, I'll follow the same logic, because, like, Ginny is also one of my favorite characters, and that would be boring if we both just said Ginny. Yeah. Um, and I love Fred and George, too, but I feel like my love doesn't come as close to, like, my love doesn't come close to your love of them. (laughs) Um, so even though they might be my favorites, I want to have a different answer. And I think that I might have to say Molly. Mm. Um, I know she's, like, highly flawed. All of the best characters are. Yes. But I, I feel like she's, like, and I know everybody, like, she gets a lot of respect in the fandom, but I still think she's kind of underrated. And I think, like, thinking about the Weasley family, like, I cannot think about the Weasleys without thinking of her being at, like, the center of it all. Like, she is the reason that family is who they are. She's the reason those kids, I mean, Arthur too raised them, but, like, the reason those kids are such good people. And I think, I don't know, as I age, you know, become more (laughs) mature. I, like, just gain a lot of respect and, like, Every time I read a scene with her in it, um, I'm like, I, I really respect her. Even yeah. though there are some things that she does that I disagree with. Yeah, I like that answer. Because I think that a lot of people forget about Arthur and Molly. Like, I honestly yeah. did when I was thinking about that answer to the question, you know? Not that I don't think it would have been one of them if I did think of them even. But I yeah. like that. Okay, so then the, did you say who that was from, by the way? Sloppy sorting hat. Oh, you did say that. Sorry. Um, the next one is from I think so. Natalia. Yeah. Three nine three four, which we love that number here. Um, what jobs do you think characters from the wizarding world would have in the Muggle world? Um, this is one of the questions that I had no idea what my answer would be. Well, because it's hard because it's not about a specific character. So not only do we have to come up with, like, the answer to the question, we have to, like, pick who we want to answer it for, you know? Yeah. Okay. Like, a lot of them translate over. Like... Yeah. Being a professor, being a professor. Yeah. Um, who's a character we should talk about? Mm, I'm what trying about, to think like, of... Arthur. Mm. What would Arthur do? Yeah, I was going to say, I was trying to think of one whose job, like, doesn't super translate. What would Arthur do? I feel like he would be, he gives me, like, Maurice vibes from Beauty and the Beast. I feel like he'd be an inventor. Mm-hmm. But I, I can see that. I guess he kind of does that as a hobby anyways. So I don't know I if that would like be his hobby or, like, his job job. Yeah. I think maybe more of a hobby. I feel yeah. like he could be on, like... He could, like, have his own NPR show. <laughs> could have his own podcast. You know, like, he's kind of eclectic, but not a podcast. It'd be, like, a radio show, mm. you know? Like, okay. podcast is too high-tech. <laughs> okay. Um, trying to think of another character. 
so Lucius maybe Malfoy would be the same thing just, just a, a rich man a rich man that has power and influence maybe fleur like her she doesn't from what we know like really i guess she works at gringotts that's how she meets bill Mm -hmm. but she doesn't have like a long-term career that we know of or slash like know what it is so maybe fleur like what do you think fleur would be i feel like i feel like i could see fleur doing something with kids i was gonna say i feel like she could be like a french tutor you know like teach kids french some sort of teacher yeah um i'm trying to think of like something else with kids that she could be because I could also see her more as, like, a stay-at-home mom, but maybe, like, part-time as a French tutor. Mm. You know? Yeah. I think it... When I say kids, I mean, like, not, like, young, young kids, but I feel like she'd be really good with, like, the, like, preteen age. I think mm. that's maybe, like, how I imagine, like, her and, like, I'm thinking of, like, her younger sister. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, her relationship with her, and, like, we see... Like, her relationship with Harry after, like, she's a little disdainful towards him at first, but then, like, when she gets respect for him and, like, I think she's, like, a very caring and compassionate person. Yeah. I Uh, can see that. Maybe one Okay, what about, what about Bill, then? Oh, um, yeah, because his job, I guess, you could, like, say he works in it, like, he could work in a bank, but I feel like that would not be him. But, like, he doesn't work in a bank. Yeah. Like, he's a curse breaker, you know? I'm trying to think because hmm. I feel like because Bill's like your first impression of Bill I don't think fits who he actually is you know because I think the easy answer would be like oh he'd be like a rocker or like oh he'd be like some thing that fits like his dragon tooth earring or whatever but I do think because like we know that he was a prefect and a head boy and like got good grades I think he would be like low-key have like a really like smart person job you know i have a really good answer okay he would be like indiana jones <laughs> like a museum curator no like a professor but also like a archaeologist yeah or whatever, anthropologist type thing yeah where like he goes on like his adventures like during his sabbatical he does like a bunch of really cool things but also he has like kind of the nerdy job of being a professor yeah Ooh, i like that a lot because that's also kind of, like, similar to Curse Breaking. Yeah. And, like, his job in the Wizarding World. Ooh, I like that a lot. Perfect. Bill that equals is. Indiana Jones. <laughs> that's our new headcanon. They're the same person, actually. Okay. Thank you for that Front question, Natalia. Play Bill. Oh, my God. I, I could dig it. I could dig it. Somebody uh, Photoshop that for me, please. <laughs> All right, this question is from Jimbo. <laughs> um, if you could pick one character to get their own spinoff film, who would that be and why? So I think there's two ways you can go with this. You can go with a character that you know and you love and you would love to like have a more standalone story form. Or you could go with a character that, like, you really know nothing about just to get more information about a particular character or a particular time at Hogwarts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we've had a question kind of similar to this in the past. I don't remember what it was, but I remember my answer and the answer, like, fits this question, if that makes sense. Um, I, I talked think it was about like, what character do you want to know more about or something? Yeah. I talked about wanting to know more about Blaze Zabini's mother because, 
we love a true crime story and she honestly is just like a true crime documentary waiting to be made um so I think that's kind of my like out of left field answer but like as a character that I already like and would just love to know a little bit more about and like more about their specific story I feel like I have to go Tonks just because she's a Hufflepuff give some like Hufflepuff Hufflepuff representation that's a time at Hogwarts that in if you don't count Hogwarts mystery as canon like you don't we don't know much about that time of at Hogwarts you know like hers would be a different perspective yeah um I think it's a good answer I think for me not necessarily I don't know uh I don't know I think I would love, like, I think a spinoff film of The Marauders would just be entertaining. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's kind of, like, a classic answer. I don't know what particular character I would want it through the eyes of. Honestly, maybe a spinoff film of Lily and, like, The Marauders are side characters. Um, I could see that. But I think if it's, like, giving me more information, I think the answer almost always has to be... Dumbledore Mm, yeah um which I get that like Fantastic Beasts is kind of like that but yeah better than Fantastic Beasts yeah um or I don't know that it needs to be that early I think it'd be interesting to see Dumbledore like during like, later on, like, maybe during the first Wizarding War, like, uh, not the first, but, yeah, the first Wizarding War, like, Voldemort's first time. Yeah, like, his first rise of power. And power. That could be good. I, I think I would enjoy that. I think that would be I cool. mean, anything with Dumbledore, like, honestly. Order like, he's of just the Phoenix such a great character. At that time. Like oh, yeah. first Order of the uh, Phoenix. That would be good. A little, That'd like, re- kind of, like, rebellion film. I yeah. could get on board with that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Like, kind of more dark and gritty, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, older characters, darker times. Oh, I yeah. could get behind that. So the next question is from One More Chap, and it is, what is your favorite suite from the Wizarding World? We've definitely had this question before. Yeah, or, like, what would you most like to have? And I honestly don't know what I say. I know you have an answer. Oh, I do? Oh, I feel like you have an answer because you've, like, had stuff from the Wizarding World, like, from Universal. Yeah. I think, honestly, I don't know, maybe it's boring, but, like, chocolate frogs. I'm a big chocolate I was going to say, you can't go wrong with chocolate frog. And, like, honestly, every time I see a chocolate frog, I just, like, <laughs> remember that time that we got chocolate frogs when we were in London. And, like, Ugh. honestly, like... It's just, like, such a great memory for me and, like, that whole day, honestly. But, like, specifically us. Like, after going to Warner Brothers, just, like, sitting in bed, drinking pink wine, eating chocolate frog, and watching Prince of Azkaban. Like, honestly, one of the best nights. Um, It was a great night. So, that also holds, like, nostalgia for me and memories. Um, Okay, so this might be a hot take. I don't know if it is or not. The candy at the Wizarding World, like isn't 
top tier and is overpriced. I understand that, like, Mm -hmm. theme park stuff is overpriced. Like, I mean, I'm a Disney person. I'm the last person that needs to be reminded that theme park stuff is overpriced. (laughs) And, like, I still pay for it. Like, I really don't care. But, so, the thing about the candy at the Wizarding World in, like, the actual park in Universal Studios, specifically in Florida, that's the only one I've been to, so they try and do, like, fun stuff. Like, they have exploding bonbons where, like, the candy explodes in your mouth. Or they have, like, chili slugs or all of this stuff. So, like, 50 to 75% of this candy is, like, not meant to taste good. It's mm, meant to, like, yeah. provide the sensation of magic. Like, of yeah. the magical treat that you want to eat. And to me, that is just, like, if it's not going to taste good, like, half of them are spicy because, like that's fun or whatever or like the exploding bonbons just have like pop rocks in it like at the wizard world you're paying money for the packaging and like honestly the packaging is pretty good like i'm not gonna complain about that i keep most of the packages but like the candy is just like not the best i don't want to like disillusion people if they're excited to go to the wizard world and try the candy like i'm not saying don't spend the money on it but just like know what you're getting yourself into the candy doesn't taste the best like it's weird because that's like mm-hmm. what they're trying to achieve but yeah chocolate frogs is always a safe answer i mean it's just milk chocolate and they're normally pretty large so like it kind of makes it worth the money as well because you also get a chocolate frog card you get a good hunk of chocolate the box is one of the best boxes and packaging that they have in my opinion yeah. and i so, love like mystery surprise things yeah. Like, you know we went crazy with those movies <laughs> last summer. Throwback. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think those are good. And other than that, I would spend more money on, like, the pastries or the ice yeah. cream or the butterbeer. That would might yeah, be my butter recommendation. Yeah, Frozen butterbeer. I want butterbeer. I haven't had any of the other. I've just had the normal. Frozen is the best. (laughs) So next question is from our giveaway winner, Ravenclaw Notes. What do the cats feel when they're transformed into cauldrons? Like, honestly, I hope they feel nothing. I was going to say they feel nothing good. (laughs) I hope they feel nothing. I hope that they just... Maybe it's like being petrified. Yeah, like, it's, there's no pain. It's just kind of the state of, like, being in, like, a coma almost. Just, like, you don't, like, asleep. You don't remember it. That has to be my answer because I don't want them to feel anything. I don't want them, you know, like, I don't know what the other answer I would want to be true is, so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, For more talk on that, check out our Transfiguration episode. (laughs) Um... Our next question is from chaotic underscore Hufflepuff. We love that. Um, who do you think is the most interesting character in this series? This is a... Damn. I was well, going to say this I is mean... an interesting question, but I feel like that's <laughs> not a great use of words. The most interesting character in the series... There are just so many. There are so many, like, well-written, complex characters. I think I I have to go Dumbledore again. Yeah, I was going to say, we just talked about Dumbledore and how great he is of a character. And, and like, there's so much to debate there. Like, 
he is, like, we say every character is flawed, but, like, when we say Hermione is flawed, it's, like, they're very small flaws. But, like, Dumbledore <laughs> is deeply flawed, and yes. I still love him. So I feel like that interests me in the fact that, like, in my eyes, he is still perfect, even though I know he's far from perfect. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think it's a very, it's such, he is such an interesting character because we all know his flaws, but because we understand why he chose to do the things he does, it's like we feel that empathy and like mm-hmm. we can make those arguments like, but actually, like if you see it from his eyes, well, actually, like to play devil's advocate, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. And you can do that with like every single one of his decisions, like every single one of them had reasoning behind it that you can dissect and understand which is what makes them like such interesting decisions and makes him such an interesting character and i also think he like can get called the most interesting character because he is so integral yes oh yeah the plot yeah i think that I don't think that Snape is an interesting character. I think that he'd no. be a common answer to be thrown out, and I disagree. Um, yeah, no. Not saying he's not he's a just complex a character. Not saying he's not a complex Ugh. character, but... Gross. You can only dig so far, in both of our opinions, into his reasoning and into his... The way he is, kind of thing. Anyways. Um, I think Draco kind of... I feel like we talked about this, that he does get redeemed a little bit too much in the fandom, but I still think that he is a very interesting character just, like, based on the way he was raised and Mm -hmm. the way he kind of comes out, especially if we consider a cursed child and, like, how he ends up and Mm -hmm. the situation with his wife and Scorpius. I think that he would be a very interesting character to learn more about kind of going back to like a spinoff series to see things from his perspective i think would be very interesting yeah i think he's definitely an interesting character all right next question comes from jazine we already answered one of your questions and we have a few more coming for you (laughs) um so this one is are there psycho psychotherapists in the wizarding world how would they manage more clients after the war? Well, we see no evidence that there's any consideration of mental health in the wizarding world. Yeah. I don't think there are any, and I think it's like a deep flaw of the wizarding world. I would agree. I think that it would be interesting to see that like if they became a more popular profession post the wizarding war. Um, I mean, obviously it didn't happen after... Grindelwald's war in Europe and after the first wizarding world wizarding war but I think that with mental health in the real world as well like it took a while for it to be recognized as like a legitimate problem so like that could have also happened in the wizarding world and maybe this war was kind of the catalyst and all of the people who had lasting effects from it um I could see them becoming a thing after the war yeah, and I will say, your second question, how would they manage more clients? Time turners. That would oh, be a God, great use for time stop. turners. Stop. No, come on. Like, if there's a reason to have them, I'm not saying, like, 
cursed yeah. on the time turners. Like, if there's a reason to have them, it's so, like, medical professionals can see more people in the hour, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, like, a great reason for it. Yeah, I also feel like kind of like in the real world, just as demand for things go up, like more people would become psychotherapists, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if if they see, if people see that it's a worthwhile profession to join, like people will do it, you know? Right. I agree. Okay, next question from Jacine is, is the wizarding war british only are foreign wizarding ministries slash communities not getting involved i think the answer is yes right um Voldemort never really expanded to outside of britain and so <laughs> i guess they have no allies they were just like it's fine <laughs> screw you yeah i think one example we see like fleur is someone who very easily could have like it's talked about how she could have just ignored the war um these wars Voldemort's wars are on nowhere near the scale of Grindelwald, Grindelwald's war and so it's presumed that Fleur could have just you know gone back to France lived her life and been fine with it and maybe maybe Voldemort wins the war in Britain and like they have to deal with it then but it's like seen as a sacrifice and like a commitment to fighting for the good side that she came back to Britain yeah I think that I don't know I hate I really dislike the word plot hole and I don't know if this is like really a plot hole but just kind of the inconsistency of like how much power Voldemort actually had and like what his yeah. goals were and the people involved because like Igor Karkaroff was not a British wizard wizard yeah. but like he was a death eater how did that happen and like presumably he never really lived long term in britain because if he was headmaster of durmstrang like he would have been living wherever durmstrang was so like that's kind of confusing and then the fact that like voldemort was such a large threat and like had plans of taking over like the wizarding world and like creating dominance for wizards you'd assume that he would want to reach farther than just the small british like wizarding community so I just don't I think that's something that was not a part of the series um and I guess like some things could be said that like wizarding communities tend to be much smaller um so I don't know like how much aid French or whatever wizards like could have provided just based on like how many they were how far they were away like I guess magic kind of helps them with how far they are away but I don't know I just feel like the, the wizarding community something I always forget is just like how how small it is yeah yeah um is my turn to read yes so another question from Jazine is do you think any of Bill and Fleur's children have wolfish characteristics and how would the combo with Fleur's Vila blood turn out? So that's an interesting question because so not only are these kids have like potential to have like werewolf tendencies but like Fleur's also not 100% human I guess um so, like, Fleur's already has – she already has diluted Vila blood because I believe it was her grandmother that was, like uh, – Yeah, it was, like, full-blown Vila. So, I think her kids would have even less – I do think that they would still be, like, beautiful and have that, like, aura about them that Vila's mm-hmm. and, like, Fleur well, herself did. Which we kind did. of hear with Victoire. Yeah. Um, 
On the wolfish tendencies, so that's interesting because we see that it's not always passed down because Lupin has a child in Teddy and, like, he's not a werewolf. But, like, Bill wasn't even really a full-blown werewolf. So I don't know if that would get passed down at all or, like, even have the potential to be passed down. I don't know. So, yeah, here my answer is very scientific and that, like, in my head, I know that, like, there's no basis in genetics in the wizarding world. <laughs> but, so the, in my head, the reason that, like, lycanthropy, like, actually being a werewolf can get passed down is because it, like, actually alters your genes. Um, and it would have to actually alter, like, your germline. Like, yeah. your sperm and your eggs. And so I guess that since we know that lycanthropy can get passed down like that's the case well do Um, we know that lycanthropy can be passed down i thought we didn't oh i think it's assumed so like i guess because lupin's worried about it i don't think it it can yeah if we don't know then i don't think it can because like like cancer is something that alters your genome but it happens like it can happen just, like, in your somatic cells and you don't pass it down. Sorry, I'm getting really technical. Rebecca um, will love this. <laughs> anyway, in my head, if we know that lycanthropy can get passed down, like, sure, I guess it can alter, like, your germline cells. But if we don't know that it can, then I don't think it can. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, if we're unsure, then I don't think lycanthropy can get passed down because it's, like, a characteristic that you acquire. yeah throughout your lifetime and like you passed down things that like you inherited um and i think the same even more so like bill definitely like his genome was not altered like either like even within his own cells his somatic cells i don't think he was his genome was altered um because like it wasn't like a full effect you know yeah yeah like to, to me it's kind of just like bill has like these chemicals floating around in him but they're not like actually altering things permanently yeah i i think that's a good explanation one that i could not give <laughs> um, okay so our last question from jacine is what are your favorite magical creatures this one's easy for me it's always been thestral yeah I really like pygmy pops and I really like phoenixes. I think those are my two. Mm. I think that I really, I just like really like the name Fox, especially how it's spelled yeah. like Guy Fox. I don't know. I think that's so cool. And so I think that like I feel more of a connection to like Fox specifically than phoenixes, but pygmy yeah. pops. I love pygmy pops. Yeah. All right. And then question from Leia. Do you guys have any non-canon ideas and stories that you love? I'm a huge fan of Ginny and Luna together. <laughs> and that Harry becomes a, de- a defense against the dark arts professor instead of an aura. Um, I mean, non-canon ships. Like, Linny is the way it's to like go. one of the best. Yeah, if not the it's best. Like, it's the best. Um, yeah. I guess outside of ships, do I have any, like, head cannons? Yeah, well, I you have a great headcanon about the, like, unnamed Gryffindor girl being Mad-Eye Moody's long-lost daughter. Oh, well, yeah, that is, that is my... 
<laughs> that is my uh, number one headcanon. Um, unnamed Griffin Door Girl number two yeah. is Mad-Eye Moody's Long Lost Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katie rolled her eyes. Um, do I have any non-canon stories, ideas? I really like all those like little things like... I'm not really on Tumblr. I'm not I'm not on Tumblr, but I see all the Tumblr posts like you know, like people screenshot them and they get yeah. put on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And I really like whenever fans write those little like blurbs about yeah. honestly tons of different things. Sometimes it's like a different character after the war. Yeah. Like George, you know, learning to live without Fred or yeah. sometimes it's like uh things about James and Lily and stuff like yeah. that. I almost always those things like really hit me in the feels yeah um I just want to say that after kind of our long discussion about when when we when did we have this discussion about Harry and becoming an Auror was that in like the ministry episode I feel like we discussed this at some point I really reject the idea that he became an Auror And I think that he would be a great defense against a dark arts professor. Like, the more I think about it, like, that is just, like, such... I get that, like, Aura was, like, his goal. But I think that the only reason that was his goal is because I feel like he thought that that would help him in his ultimate, like, destiny of defeating Voldemort. Mm -hmm. But, like, he did that before he need Like, before he became an Aura. So, like, that didn't help him in that task at all. I think that... Like, maybe I would entertain the idea of him, like, becoming an aura for a couple years and then, like, going to become... When a vacancy opens up or whatever at Hogwarts for a defense... Well, there's always a vacancy That is true. No, the curse is probably broken by now. the curse is now broken, so it's like he can do that. Yeah. I think that, like, he just has... It's like he was made for that role, like, with um, the DA, you know? Like, Mm. I don't know. I just feel like that was his calling. Other than that, I'm just, like, not a super creative person. Like, I'm not very good at, like, thinking outside the box. So, like, I normally take things as they're yeah. given to me. Um, so, I don't... Other I than like, that, like, I don't have much. I feel like I've ha- I have headcanons that I've said on the podcast before, but they're mostly, like, ways of getting around plot holes. Like, yeah. My headcanon is that Cursed Child didn't happen. I was going to say, your headcanons are, like, everything against Cursed Child. Like, you don't think Hermione's <laughs> Queen Minister, like, no. all these things. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, a good one. I want to give you an answer, Leia, but I, I like... know. You're really testing our creative abilities at the moment. I definitely, like, there's definitely ones I've said on the podcast before, but, yeah. like, that's not gonna... That's not good for you. Yeah. Sorry. If I think of any more while we're recording this episode, I'll bring it up, but... Yeah. I'll DM you. <laughs> um, uh. Okay, so you read that one, right? I'll read this one. Yeah. So this is from Ari underscore Wallpapers, and it is, What character do you like the most, and which movie do you like the most? Hermione. Movie. Prisoner. I'm adding book. Half-Blood. Okay. Character Jenny is always like my go to when I have to give one answer. Jenny. Movie. I feel like ever since I said Order of the Phoenix on our first ever episode, like I've just kind of done that as my default. That is but, the hill you die on. 
No, that is not the hill I die on. The hill I die on is that Hagrid <laughs> love spelled happy montage. birthday right. Yeah. Um, I do love a good montage. I don't know. Like, as the more I talk about the movies with these movie rewatches, I just, like, want to renounce the movies. I also just, like, I don't know if it's recently. I've just, like, I with starting my new internship I just like met new people for not the first time in a while but like I was around new people you know and so like when they'd find out I had a Harry Potter podcast just like a couple times in a row people were just like oh I love those movies or like oh I haven't seen those movies and I'm like well they're books thank you <laughs> and I like I think I just like resent the fact that like in the pop culture psyche Harry Potter yeah. is the movies yeah. And I don't like the movies that much to begin with. Can I not answer Can that? you just like, give an answer? Okay, it's I'm order. Sorry. Okay. I like Moving I on. always just say favorite order. Book. Favorite well, book. Shocker, is what's your favorite book? <laughs> My oh. favorite book is Goblet of Fire. You talk about that every episode. I try to bring it up at least once. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> this you can cut this out. But speaking of something that you used to do every episode and you don't oh <laughs> trivia corner oh my god you say that well i was never i thought very of it the other day when it. i was like walking to be fair i was never very good at it it was like on and off i would never because i never planned okay. it like i would just always do on the spot so if i remember i, I, I want to bring it. it back okay okay i'll try <laughs> what's our next episode i'll try and think my new plan is maybe I'll try and think of trivia beforehand because generally I just like did it as we like talked about something that is like a a piece of trivia do you want me to put in that one no I'm gonna forget it's fine (laughs) I might put in that one okay (laughs) all right next question from Kairavi um I was wondering if we knew of any prophecies other than the ones Trelawney made so we did a little research on this. Yeah, we Googled it super quickly before we started our live. And we think, no. Not that we know. Like, we... Okay, not, not that we, that we know we, of in book canon. Well, even in book canon, like, technically, like, we know that prophecy was number 97. There you go. Katie's oh, Trivia Corner. Yes. For not, the that episode. We know. not that we know. So like, like we know, know that there are, are yes. other prophecies, but we yeah. don't know any of those other prophecies. Yeah, I will say that there's like a prophecy in Fantastic Beasts. Beasts. There's a prophecy in Cursed Child, but within the seven books, the only prophecies that we like actually know what they say are the Trelawney ones. Yeah. The next or the last question from Kairavi is. What is the use of having astrology as a class at Hogwarts? That's a good question. When I saw this come in, like, however many weeks ago when we got this, I was like, I'm going to think about it, and I'm going to come up with an answer. And then I thought about it, and I couldn't come up with an answer. I feel like it's one of those kind of, like, I don't know. I think that there might be... Like, I know the centaurs, like, that's kind of divination, the way that yeah. they read the skies. And I think that there might be use for it in reference to divination. Like, how are you going to know that Mars is bright tonight if you can't see Mars? You know, yeah. like, you have to know where Mars is. I don't know. And I think that maybe, like, in this broader world of, like, magical 
happenings. Like, I think that even outside of divination, I can see people in the wizarding world believing more that, like, where the stars are have an effect on the way life goes. Yeah, I, like, would agree with that. I also think that astronomy just in general kind of, like, feels like a more mystical class and just kind of the idea of having students like map out the stars and like use the telescope and have class at midnight just like added this kind of like yeah air to the story yeah all right second to last question comes from beth what's the hardest and easiest thing about keeping the podcast going i know you both have busy lives and you're not getting paid to do it (laughs) We are not, Beth. We are not. Um, well, kind like, semi, we're getting paid from Patreon now, even though that's not, We're getting like, partially reimbursed. We're getting refunded, yeah. Um, so, like, honestly, the money isn't, like, a super huge thing in my yeah. life. The expenses of having the podcast, especially, like, honestly, most of our expenses come from shipping things out to people, um, so, like, if you just count the shipping costs, like, the expenses of having a podcast are really not that large. Um, like, we have to pay for our hosting website, and we have to pay for our microphones. But, like, other than that, like, those are really the only two things you need to have a podcast. Yeah. Everything else is just kind of, like, your choice. Yeah. Um, I think, the, back to the question part, yeah. like the hardest and the easiest things. Hardest... <laughs> joke answer is editing oh my god (laughs) i hate editing no i think uh, hardest is that like it's sometimes i find this with like with recording and with like talking to friends on the phone and everything like i think just in general it's sometimes hard to do and hard to plan into your life things that are like You know, like, Katie and I recording is hanging out, but it's, like, virtually. Yeah. it's hard to, like, plan that into my life when I'm, like, well, on this night, I wanted to, like, hang out with this person in person, you know? Yeah. And I think that is sometimes the hardest thing to do is, like, to make the time for that. Yeah. Um, Because, and, like, to make the time for, just, like, time in general, honestly, like, to make the time for um, doing your notes and editing and all these things that like recording itself is really fun and if we could just record and like talk for a couple hours it would be a lot easier I think the easiest thing on the flip side of that is that like I love doing this and it like keeps us friends it like keeps us talking to each other because Katie's really bad at staying in touch (laughs) Um, that's me so I think that's like obviously I think I enjoy, like, putting out podcast content, and I enjoy interactions with listeners and everything, but I think the easiest thing is that, like, I do this because it's a fun thing to do with my friend. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I love, I mean, I I hope that you guys at this point can tell how much both, like, Audrey and I love the story of Harry Potter. Yeah. And so, like, just being able to, like, spend my days having that be a part of my life is something I love about doing this. I love being able to keep in touch with Audrey doing this. Um, Our recording sessions are, like, always just, like, a good time. And then something else I love about it is I think, like, it's something that I'm very proud of. 
Like I've said on more than one occasion, like one of my favorite things about myself is that I have like a podcast slash two mm-hmm. podcasts now at this point. I just think it's such a cool thing to be able to say and to like put work into something and see the outcome of it. Um mm-hmm. I don't know I just like really love that and then on the flip side like the hardest parts like editing (laughs) (laughs) Um, not that it's like a difficult task by any means it's just very time consuming and like you really can't do anything else while you're editing um so just like you have to dedicate hours upon hours upon hours to edit you like have to stay focused yeah yeah. But I think, can I go back to what you said about, like, the easiest thing and, like, yeah. putting out, like, it, it's something to be proud of. And I think that I, like, I don't know. Sometimes I really just feel like, okay, we have this podcast, but we're kind of just, like, shouting into the void and, like, yeah, what's the point besides for us? Yeah. But I think when, like, people like all of y'all, like, write us in these questions and when we hear from listeners and, like, when people join our Facebook group and yeah. leave us reviews and, like, give us money on Patreon. I know, like, like that blows my mind. And, like, when we hit 10,000 downloads and 20,000 yeah. downloads, like, those things are the moments when I'm, like, damn, like, this is really cool and I enjoy doing it and, like, even if there's just a few people out there who enjoy listening to it and, like, get something out of this I think like I don't know that is what that is when I think it's cool like at first I thought it was really cool just to have a podcast yeah and now I feel like we're kind of in the age where like everyone has a podcast <laughs> but like when I like see the effects that it has or like see that someone enjoys it and someone wants to reach out to us because of it yeah that's when I'm like yeah it is really cool Yeah, and, like, along those lines, I myself am a lover of podcasts. And so to just, like, think that, like, somebody can love me on, like, any level as much as I – or, like, love our podcast on any level as much as I love, like, some of the podcasts I listen to and, like, the joy that I get from listening to some of those podcasts. Like, if anybody gets that from our podcast, like, on any amount, on any level. And then, like, we – not that we – like, we don't have any proof of that until people like our Instagram photos and or until they message us or until we see the numbers go up. And so, like, seeing those tangible things that indicate that people enjoy this podcast as much, if not more or less or whatever on any level, as much as I love some of the podcasts I listen to is, like, mind-blowing to me, you know? Yeah. It's crazy because, like, we just decided to do this and started putting it out there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, neither of us had, like, some, a lot of people who create podcasts have some sort of, like, following before. Like, neither of us were in the Harry Potter world before this podcast. You know, like, we didn't have a group of people that we knew were going to listen to it. Or we didn't have a group of people that we knew, like, enjoyed listening to us talk already, you know? I mean, besides (laughs) our family. Um, Maybe not even our family. My family doesn't even listen to this (laughs) podcast. um but yeah so kind of like being able to see what we've built like basically from nothing like that that's making it sound like very dramatic but you know just kind of like seeing all the hard work we've put in 
or all of the work we've put in at least maybe not hard work it is but work. Lot, like we put a lot of work in and I think it's yeah to be proud of no we've definitely put in some good hours a good chunk of change some good hours into this so I hope it's been worth it for at least some of you <laughs> yeah um, All right. I feel like that's what we should have ended on, but we have one more question. Yeah. Um, well, this is a fun one, too, because I, I like, I don't know, I've talked about how much I love podcasts and kind of I love having a podcast as I just answered in that previous question. So I, when I listen to podcasts, I love to know this, like, type of question, just, like, the ins yeah. and outs, and, like, this is what I'm curious about. So without further ado, our last question is from Anne, and it is, how far ahead do you try to record yeah, so we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. I'd say we never record fewer than five, four to five days from yeah. release date. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I feel really good about us when we're like a month ahead. <laughs> yeah. Because that means we're like two episodes ahead and it like... I like when we have an episode kind of, like, in the queue. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, we have some time. Yeah. Um, I'd say we usually record two weeks ahead of time, one week ahead of time. Depending yeah. Depending on our schedules. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of it depends on our schedules, especially, like, lately. My schedule specifically has been, like, a little bit erratic. Um, but I'm yeah. trying to think, like... When we were, like, both in school and kind of just, like, had a more of a regular schedule, um, and, like, especially over the summer, we were really good about, like, recording in advance and, like, having one or, if not two episodes, like, recorded before, like, the the next one came out. Yeah, well, over the summer, like, we had weekly episodes to re-record every week, but it was, like, recording, like... The next, like two weeks in advance, basically. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I, I would say when I we really, were in school, we were two or three weeks in advance because yeah. we needed that buffer for when things got crazy and like yeah. sometimes it would have to be week of. Yeah, I do say like I don't like recording more than like two to two and a half weeks in advance, just because I feel like some stuff we can like outdated is not like the right word, but I just feel like. <laughs> so much can happen in between now and then like I mean it's happened a couple times like where we've decided on a giveaway that we were going to do a giveaway but like the next two episodes had already been recorded so like we had to wait to do that till later just like stuff like that I don't like to be like super far ahead in advance because like sometimes stuff like that can happen and maybe some of like the more relevant things that we bring up like are less relevant when the episode drops so I say like between two to a week in advance like between two weeks and a week ahead of the episode coming out is like prime spot yeah i think i would say two weeks is our sweet spot yeah yeah we thank god we've never had to like record because like the reason why we picked tuesday for one of our release dates is just in case like something catastrophic happened and we needed to use that weekend to either re-record or to edit um you (laughs) know yeah that's really fun when you have to do that so like I don't think we've really ever had to do that except maybe like we've re-recorded before but I don't know if we've ever re-recorded on like a Saturday or Sunday of the episode coming out on Tuesday I don't think so maybe once yeah yeah so we have that buffer there that's kind of like was our reasoning (laughs) and it's nice to have but I thank god we don't have to use it often slash never have used it yeah 
because oh, that would be a nightmare now how often or how far ahead in advance do i do notes for episodes oh my god maybe goodness. like 10 minutes sometimes i this finish but when we hop on thing. the zoom can i can i <laughs> Can I change my answer and that the hardest thing about keeping the podcast going is Katie not doing her notes ahead of time? Okay. Listen, uh, let me, let me tell this. <laughs> this is what happens. Usually, you know, we said, okay, let's say today's Thursday. Let's say we're planning to record on Sunday. I'd be like, all right, maybe Thursday, Friday rolls around. I'll make, I'll go see, like, is there an outline up? Has it been? <laughs> Never. I've made a doc, like, weeks in advance when we set the topics. Yeah. I've always made the doc. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> this isn't, a, this isn't me being resentful. It's just me <laughs> explaining the differences in our Behind the scenes. So maybe, like, Friday I go and I decide to outline the doc. I put in, like, the sections. I assign the sections, you know, put in the, the usual stuff. I fill out the fact file if it's a character thing. And then, usually I sit down, I outline, and then I'm like, okay, that was good for now. Tomorrow I'll go, and I'll do that. So Saturday rolls around. I, I put in all my notes. Da, 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 da. The latest I am doing my notes is, like, morning, day off, pretty much. Maybe a few times I've done it in the afternoon if I have, like, nothing to do the whole day before we record. Sometimes, back in the old days, I used to check the doc, like, a couple times a day. <laughs> Has Katie done her notes yet? Has Katie done her notes yet? I usually text her when I make the outline. I'm like, just let outline well, this in case no, you no. do it. So going back to you making the outline, a lot of times Audrey will text me and be like, hey, here are some topic ideas on this character. Like, do you have any, like, other topic ideas? And I'm like, no, because, like, I haven't, like, Googled the character. I haven't looked at what's out there about them at this point. So, like, I don't know, like, what good topic ideas are because I literally do not look at anything until, like – two to like six hours before that we start recording she starts filling in the notes like an hour before <laughs> i've stopped looking well I, you also i'm just like i know that they'll be done you always get them done yes so i just need to not look and i need to know that you're gonna get them done and it doesn't matter if you do them the hour before <laughs> they're normally I, like i hope none of you can tell that my notes are like done like two to one no, she doesn't Dude, like, throw them before. together it's fine <laughs> it's just and, like worked very differently yeah and you'll always be like we need you're always the one to be like especially now that we've been putting the pop quiz up on the facebook group before we record like before we used to always just think of it like on the zoom call or on our facetime call before we start recording you'll text and be like hey do you have any pop quiz ideas and i'm like normally you'll text me at night or at least i'll respond at night and i'll be like no i don't have any ideas like i'll think about it tomorrow and i like send that at like 10 at 10 p.m or whatever and then like the next day comes around and you're like what about this and I'm like I literally have not thought about this I said I was going to think about it and I haven't thought about it and I don't have any more ideas for you and then you always complain about my pop quiz <laughs> what okay sometimes I complain about it but like the problem is I like to I like to have pop quiz questions that maybe aren't like super generic or super obvious to the thing that we're talking about but the only way I can think of not the super obvious, super generic question is if I've done my notes already and I know what I'm going to talk about. And there's no way I've done my notes at the time that we're thinking of the pop quiz. So it's just a never-ending cycle. 
Yeah. Somebody get Katie to do her homework on time. Um, I think my mom's been trying to get me to do that for the 18 years I was in school or whatever, and she was unsuccessful, okay. so. We're going to get Beth on the podcast about how you procrastinate. Yeah. I don't work well without a deadline in the imminent future. I'm sorry. <laughs> You do the I, same thing with uh, editing, too. I always edit, like, as soon as I can. I edit, like, I I have a date, and I'm like, this is what I'm going to edit. Like, I plan it yeah. out. Like, I try not to procrastinate editing, because I know that it's going to take me five to, like, seven hours And you hours know that we could edit. have to re-record. Yeah. So, generally, I like to, like, if I am in charge of editing the next episode, like, I'll look at my week leading up to it and be like, okay, this is the best day for me to edit. And then I choose that day. And I get it done. Sometimes I don't start until, like, way later, way after I should have because I procrastinated. But I get it done. But anyways. Uh, all right. So, thanks for listening to this episode. (laughs) We might have to cut out a good portion of that last bit. That was a lot of rambling by us. Yeah. Specifically Um, me. You can find us, basically, if you've made it to the end of this episode, I'm sure you know where you can find us. But uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And Um, please, please, please go leave us a review on Apple. I don't think Google Podcasts is a thing anymore. Oh, Google Podcasts died. Yeah. Our rest in peace. Google there's Podcast. something there's something that's replacing it and I think Yeah, I think it's like well cuz YouTube like took over Google Music. So now it's like YouTube Music. So I wonder if like YouTube is doing something. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. so just go listen to us somewhere else. Yeah, Podbean like your last resort if you can't find if you don't like do the streaming apps, just look our po- yeah. up on Podbean on the internet. That's fine. Um, if, if you're you, a patron, you can listen on the Patreon app, too. Yes, correct. Um, other places you can find us are social media. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Wizard Studies Podcast. You can join our Facebook group if you want to be a part of our pop quiz questions. Um, our Facebook group is Wizard Studies Podcast group. You can follow us on Twitter at Wizard Studies. And you can become a patron of ours at like patreon.com slash wizard studies podcast or just google search wizard studies podcast it within the patron page all right as always thank you so much for listening and remember just do your best we'll do the rest and learn until our brains all rot